0: Welcome to the Forking Healthy Podcast, a place where two sisters have cheeky chats about everything natural health and wellness. I'm your host, Jenny Soder. I am also your host, Cheryl Berecki.
1: Together, we hope to inspire, entertain, and motivate you with our knowledge and decades of experience in the natural health and fitness industry. So if you're ready, let's
0: get forking healthy. Hola. Hola. Remember when I was like, "Hey, we need to record more podcasts." How does the time go by so fast? Uh like now, yeah. then we're scrambling for our next episodes. <laughs> Good thing we have a uh, plenty of uh, topics that we have and ideas that we have not uh, noted down. Do we down. ever? <laughs> Do we ever? Um
1: today we're talking about dieting down lessons, apple cider vinegar and in quotation
0: marks, science (laughs) yes this should be interesting I'm gonna get my timer out oh good Um, and also let my husband know that we're recording and I wonder if
1: we'll we'll be kicked off for talking about science we'll be kicked off of YouTube this week
0: (laughs) I'm shocked we haven't been kicked off already really me too with all of our
1: new ratings yeah we have a dating rating, a language rating, <laughs> and we probably need a censorship rating. Yeah, I'm sure <laughs> there'll be more on there. Okay, five minutes starts. Let's go, boom! Dieting down. Oh man, this like this topic. Okay, why? I want you to start because you were the queen of dieting down back from your days of uh, fitness competing. Yes, you must have so much learnings from then.
0: Yeah. You know, some of the main, well, the major lesson that I learned is all about disciplines. I mean, like nothing gets you more on track, um, than having a deadline of being half naked. Well, more than half naked on stage with in front of judges who are critiquing your body. Yeah. Yeah. So when you think about, hey, maybe what is that one cookie isn't going to make make a difference. You know, all that McDonald's isn't going to make a difference. You're thinking, "Mm, I probably should not. And it definitely makes you think twice and just really stick to that. It also taught me, even though I am extremely organized, like as soon as I committed to doing a competition, I would clear off an entire wall and put up post-it notes of countdown. And I would count down the days and say, and so I had it very visual, um, that goal. And so there, for me, it was just like, there was no such thing as backing out cool I like that I just did a on a Instagram
1: this past week the power of lofty goals Mm. and I as opposed to we always talk about like smart goals and how they have to be like realistic and I actually prefer to like find that red line of that really uncomfortable zone where something actually feels slightly out of reach because I think it can be really powerful when you make a goal that is actually a little bit out there and then you really tend to stay focused on it um, because it's really uncomfortable for you.
0: Totally agree. What, I, did, you lear- uh, what did you learn?
1: Well, I've obviously, I've done um, a, like, a have had powerful goals that have led me to get to, a, to places like cycles where I wanted to uh, really focus on fat loss and dieting down. And um, I'm in a, a small, slow fat loss cycle right now, long sustainable. And I'm reminded again, because I've done it differently each time. um, And I'm reminded this time more than ever, how important uh, and I, backtrack I do this often to learn remember when I used to be your lab rat and mm-hmm. when you were and you used to just like oh I need to try this out can you do it so that we can see the results for my client base whatever I'm reminded of those lab rat days all the time that I still enjoy trying out different diets trying out different cycles so they can really um understand how my clients feel in those moments and this time more than ever I am reminded the importance, which I always knew, on spending the time in maintenance zone or really honing in on your health from an everyday stance so that when you do want to, if you so choose, get to a place where you want to really focus on cutting, dieting down or fat loss, those things are interchangeable words, that it is actually not that difficult Mm -hmm. And when I mean, it it doesn't mean you don't need focus like you talk about because you really need a powerful goal and focus, but it isn't if you spend the time um, doing the work in the other times, then this the dieting down isn't that hard if you have the mental stance.
0: Yeah, if yeah, there's just slight modifications if you do it right. Yeah, right. I mean like the so some tangible action plan things that people can do that can action right away um based on those lessons I would say um you know I had a major goal and then when it was done you know those sticky notes are done I was on stage and then honestly we I gorged and so it was very different it was an unhealthy way but what I would suggest is put when you start a new journey put up 21 sticky notes 21 days, usually three weeks, you start to get in a habit. And, and when that was, when that's done, take, use it as a reminder to really take and do an assessment on yourself and say, how do I feel about the food I'm eating? And make that like a point where you really tap into yourself and understand what you've learned, how this has become a lifestyle change. Do you feel deprived? and make it like an assessment period rather than an end period yeah totally and I think like um.
1: in uh, in the in relation to what I just talked about like you have to spend the time working on having a healthy healthy internal health and healthy metabolism so internal health I mean like how it how are things flowing digestively how are things working um organ wise because those affect so many different things so spend the time doing that if you don't know what that means you need to get someone to help you i think it's more important for people to get uh, a coach or get someone to support them in those phases of maintenance and working the body from the overall health than it is when they diet down yeah and and like because if you get those things in order um, then the other pieces will just fall into place. And I cannot stress enough the mindset piece and how you need to work that so that when you get into that phase, you're feeling really focused and strong. And la- and lastly, sleep. I just can't even, I'm reminded all the time how important sleep is when you diet down. It's yeah. just like, we often just think about working out. We, we think about working out so much. People, people think about working out so much, uh, when it comes to dieting down and it's such a small piece of the puzzle it's the work you do working out in the other phases that matters for that exposure that you're looking for toning wise and all of those things when you're in the dieting down it's all about the mental focus staying on track with your habits being a robot seriously and mm-hmm. and sleep and sleeping and resting and recovery
0: and don't you have a program that's coming out soon that you're going to work with people on reverse dieting as well
1: Yeah, I mean, I've been focused on the intensive fat loss and um, program, which uh, we're having another round coming up because it's so popular and it's great to get aggressive and be and be dieting down, so to speak, because that's really what that program does. But for a lot of people, they jump into that program and we become a robot and we're very habit focused right out of the gate. And you have to be, uh, your mindset has to be strong. But I haven't worked with many, if not all of those people to get them to this state where they've spent time on their metabolism and their mindset and their sleep. They just need to jump in and they need to be aggressive and let's do this. So now I'm creating this reverse dieting program that's gonna help people get to the state where they can diet down probably on their own because they're gonna just build the capacity of their metabolism and hone in on those habits that they need to be working really well and smoothly before they diet down
0: for sure. And then you and I are doing uh, combined efforts, um, you know, an add on to your services for addressing maybe the more complex issues of, you know, body systems that are maybe bogged down and, and imbalances in the body.
1: Because that's I see so much of people that just think the answer is dieting down, but they haven't honed in on those things. Yeah. yeah. And this is like if you're not, if your body internally isn't functioning and in your specialty, those organs aren't working together, you haven't peeled away the layers of the onion, then it's your
0: body ain't going to diet down. It's just not going to work. Doesn't matter what you do. Doesn't matter what you eat. Doesn't matter what you eat or how much you work out. Nope. Apple cider vinegar. Ah, the miracle. <laughs> Mike <laughs> hates vinegar so much. Every time I even put a little bit in on cooking with it, he's like, oh gags. And I'm like, I think it's a love it or I hate it type thing.
1: I I gotta say though, the apple cider vinegar was like a trend. I don't even know if it still was. No, but like I, I don't know-
0: it's not trendy anymore. It was
1: this trend for a while that it was a fat loss miracle. Do you remember that? And I'd have people come to me and be like, if I drink a whole bunch of apple, like anything, we latch onto these miracle pills, right? And there is some great things about apple cider vinegar. And, um, but there is not one thing that is a fat loss miracle. Okay. It doesn't matter if you guzzle a cup of apple cider vinegar, that's
0: not going to help you shed the fat and and i always like to say why so how does that work how does yeah. vitamin c work how does apple cider vinegar work how does oregano oil work and apple cider vinegar with the mother so raw and unpasteurized not like your standard you. vinegar in the grocery yes. store makes a big difference yeah will help to mimic or increase your stomach acid which helps to break down your protein which helps for protein helps for recovery and it also helps for digestion therefore you're absorbing your nutrients better therefore your metabolism's working better therefore you could lose weight I mean like it's such a (laughs) like a indirect (laughs) indirect way I mean Technically, if we're talking about indirect ways to lose fat, McDonald's could as well. Because if you're under-eating and your yes. metabolism is slow and you're eating a lot of calories, it's gonna boost that, which will rev your metabolism up and not have a thermogenic effect. And therefore yes. you'll lose fat. Oh, so- McDonald's. I like right. was McDonald's help me lose right. fat. So <laughs> no, I mean, le- but let's not get off our rocker. Like I love apple cider vinegar. It helps you to like clarify your hair. You can use it in like cleaning. It's good for digestion. Whenever I have an upset stomach around a moon, I'll give you a tip for people, new moon, full moon. If you have like that weird burning unsettled stomach, I go and take a chug of apple cider vinegar and it calms it down right away.
1: Yeah. And it's that trickle effect is so important because um, for me, I utilize it because for a lot of my clients, because a lot of people it's it's like something new and a little bit flashy, but it hones in on a morning routine, which for me is like so critical for so many different people, because um, I believe how you do anything is how you do everything. And so how often how we start our day is a very big catalyst for how our day unfolds. And so for many people, this is how they're starting their day when they come to me. They're pressing snooze five times. Okay. They're getting out of bed, feeling like shit. And then they're grabbing a really crappy cup of coffee or six. Yeah. And that's how they start their day. And then they're skipping breakfast. And so if suddenly we start to change a few morning habits, and that can be as simple as the first thing you do, you grab a cup of warm gentle water with a slice of lemon and a little bit of apple cider vinegar suddenly their day has just like totally changed with one simple practice now it isn't the apple cider vinegar that just like totally changed their world yeah (laughs) But it's the act of being gentler to their body and having a morning practice that is hydrating, that provides them with some, you know, digestive juices, like the good things instead of um, all of these things that are very chaotic in their morning, both for their internal body and their external body.
0: And I mean, like, that's basically why I started and created that naturally you pillars program. It's focusing on 12 habits that you integrate slowly every three weeks, you integrate one, two, and we start with oh, having a warm morning beverage. And I go through the different types and what you can choose and why it's important Amazing. and how it affects the body. Because as you do that, you gain momentum with, okay, I did this. Yeah. This is now natural. Now I can do this. So it's, it's a, it's a great starting point. Like you said.
1: And two things I want to bring up for with before we leave apple cider vinegar, can you go back to raw and unpasteurized what that means and why that's important versus just going to the Dom grocery store and picking up a app regular apple cider vinegar? What's the difference?
0: Well, okay. So, you know, if you want to keep things simple, hold on timer. I one last (laughs) note. If you want to keep things simple and it applies to everything, the least amount man, touches a product, (laughs) the better it will be. And so when it has a natural mother to it, kind of like a SCOBY, like a kombucha, then it's got a fermentation, which adds to its benefits. It's more active, I guess. Amazing. Give, uh, let,
1: let people, what are your top three uses of apple cider vinegar?
0: Um, clarifying your hair from hard water or like a product buildup. Yep. Um, you dilute wa- one part to like three parts water and you just yep. put it on your hair before you shampoo. Sometimes people do it after, and then a good conditioner, nice and kind of a restart. Um, second would be just digestively. If you have that upset stomach to increase digestive function and then, um, getting my husband out of the kitchen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> good one. My three are obviously my the morning um, digestive tea for people, yeah. um, and I use it a lot for wa- washing my produce, like okay, uh, yeah, soaking my produce. And then third, I use it as a base for a lot of dressings, mm, like a yeah. tahini and apple cider vinegar is one of my favorites. Like there's just some good combinations dressing wise.
0: Good call. Okay. Uh oh. Here we <laughs> go. Science.
1: in quotation marks, science. And can we just be clear? We're not talking about the science.
0: We're talking about science. (laughs) Yeah. So when someone comes to you and said, you don't believe in the science or science because of your views are different from conventional viewpoints, right? Mm. So let's just go down to like the bare basics. When you take science in school, you learn about the function of cells and atoms and how the body works. It's just how the body works. Mm-hmm. But as we practice, science is fluid. Yes. At one science point, science is challenged. Yes. Science is challenged. And science, many times in a conventional and a non conventional, actually, all the time, science is always proven wrong later on, um, or changed or adapted. And that's really how we should be. We should all be based on science in living because, you know, we loved oat milk on everything. And maybe now we don't love it on everything. We used to use coconut oil here and there. And maybe now we use other things. We used to once believe that fat was the devil, but we realized, well, it was sugar pang paying paying for um fat to have a bad name yes so I, I think, also
1: think like sorry to interrupt no, go ahead. you need to be careful with like qualitative data versus quantitative data and we put so much emphasis on science being quantitative so numbers sense stats sense and we often forget that we that I think that 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 science is important and we need to really take, but we also need to take it as a grain of salt because it can be the qualitative data of you personally and your experience with that thing can be quite different than the qualitative data that they have used to make conclusions or draw conclusions because you I always will tell people what you said to me before is you can take two identical, identical twins and put them in a room and study them to form, you know, to to you're challenging your hypothesis. Right. And you're going to use that data to come to a conclusion um, but those two identical twins, what happened to them before they came into that room and started yeah. to be studied is are things that we cannot control, especially in this day and age and world. How do they process stress? What stresses were they? For, you know that doesn't just have to do with their DNA
0: that is exactly identical did someone call them a dick before they went <laughs> yeah. in did so did you trip in a puddle <laughs> are you wet are you cold like there is There's no variables. way that you cannot um you cannot control every environment within science to come to a conclusion that applies to everyone and i think that you know i always encourage people this is my main point that i always Like, this is what I live by and what I teach all the time. If you are not playing and living in a gray space Mm -hmm. and exercising and practicing critical thinking and looking from different views, then you're going to live a really unhealthy life and a, and a sad life because it's not again it's not about us and them and like science and non-science and conspiracy and non-conspiracy it's just about adapting and adjusting based on specific situations and specific people and questioning because that's
1: science science came from a question you know, that they wanted to prove a certain answer. And so continue to question my favorite saying from the last three years that it just, it sticks with me all the time is science is slow. Logic is fast. Mm -hmm. And I, I never forget that. I tell people that all the time that we need to use logic first because science is just slow to really yeah. form conclusions yeah. um and y- so you need to at the end of the day go with the foundations the basics your logic the those sort
0: of pieces as well as yeah. the yeah. science piece if we're going just based on that and we're talking about studies which so is a little bit different than science itself but um generally there is some type of study in order to come to a conclusion yes um you know, if, if I eat a Big Mac, I don't know, this is McDonald's, <laughs> <You're>
1: McDonald's.
0: <like. laughs> if I eat a Big Mac and I feel awful, I don't need a study to yeah. tell me that yeah. the food is bad for me. Go based on how you feel for that. If yeah. I'm taking a calcium supplement and I feel better on the days that I take it versus the days that I don't. woo. go for it. Don't rely on my doctor said that I, that calcium is not needed anymore because you know, it's, it's about understanding your body, understanding all of the different components that um, are involved in the situation that you're kind of dealing with or looking at, and then just adapting.
1: And let's conclude by saying, science is very important we are not yes. we are not kicking science to the curb and saying that we don't need science because yeah. we do but we need to also be very open minded to um and aware of the fact that in our everyday world sadly science is very convoluted and affected by lots of factors <clears throat> like money And politics. And that is just sadly the reality. And so that's why we need to question and challenge and be critical thinkers, because you can't just put your trust in the fact that, well, people say that that's science, so
0: that's right. And also sometimes they say, Oh, you're you're a natural practitioner. You what do you know about science? Well, we still take the same, but we study the same books. It's yes. just how we interpret things. Um, I, I will say that this was re- really shocking last week when I saw my endocrinologist. He said, now he is very conventional, he said you have to watch the studies that you read because sometimes they're paid for by people that want a specific answer. I was like, wow, that's That's, great coming from you.
1: I think that people are becoming more aware. If anything, the last years did for us is that people are more aware of that piece where we just believed before in science. And sadly, we're aware that there is lots of very gray convoluted pieces to the puzzle
0: mm-hmm. mm, science. Oh, we'll leave you with that. <laughs> it's hot time for now. Adios. Thank you for tuning in to the Forking Healthy podcast. If you want to stay up to date on future podcasts, make sure you follow us on Spotify and subscribe to our YouTube channel. In order for us to get into more ear holes, we would love for you to take a moment to share this episode or leave us a review. That's it for now. Fork and rights. <laughs>